Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk, can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans with me, Cheryl Burke, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans. Today is a special day, and you'll find out soon as to why it is a special day. So um, before I do that, though, I wanted to give you guys, my listeners, a heads up that this interview will be another two-parter, because it's going to be that good, with part one being the usual format, obviously, and then there's a twist. And I thought, who better to interview me than who you are about to hear from? So... You know, let's just flip everything on its head a little bit and have a part two of this interview be of my guest interviewing me. That's right. You heard me. I will finally be interrogated by someone who is definitely familiar with being interrogated herself and who knows me more than I actually know me at times, I guess. Maybe once in a while. Anyway, I'd only trust her to actually take the reins. So let's just get on to it. Okay. The interview. It is coming right now. So many of you guys know my next guest as someone who tells it as it is and who always makes you laugh. But to me, the woman behind all of the glitz and glam is someone who is honestly brave, courageous, and an inspiration to me and millions of others. On a personal note, I've been blessed to have her a part of my inner circle. My guest has been nothing short of supportive honest, sometimes too honest, and one of my top five closest people in my life who I consider a part of my family. She was my maid of honor. Now, if that hasn't given it away, I'm not sure what will. She has seen me at my best and my worst and has loved me through it all. And more importantly, I can always count on her to have my back through the ups and downs without feeling judged. Please welcome my friend, my ride or die, as they say, Leah Remini. Hi, baby. How are you? You know how I'm doing. We look very Christmassy together. We do. I felt like this was like our going into our fall holiday look. Winter. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. Yes, we are. Um, I miss you. It's so I weird that I'm not like sitting next to you or I have seen you in about how long has it been? Like a year? No, I don't tell people that because that's not true. And then no, tell people not. that we're best friends when we just spoke for three hours on FaceTime. We are best friends. That's what I'm saying. You can't uh. ask like stupid questions like, how are you? Because then yeah, as, you're right. as a <laughs> listener, I go, well, how close are you? If you're asking how my kid is. Uh, speaking of your kid, I stalked her on Instagram last night. So do I. See if you can get her to text you back. <laughs> well, I mean, DM me. She does DM me back. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yes, I think I could be probably the only one that's associated with you that mm -hmm. she DMs back. You and Michelle Visage. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that you, me and Michelle, we know how to DM, maybe. Not mommy. No, 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 no. no. But not her mother. She's no. living her life. She really is. God bless <laughs> yes, I'm very proud of her. Yes. I mean, like living. Okay, good I for know. her. <laughs> yes. And you, anyway, so yes, she's doing well. And what you meant by that is that you... Used to live three minutes from me door yes. to door, and now you have moved far Don't away. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like far away, but it's not that far. 
but it's far. No, but it's just different when it's like we were saying, it's like when you know the person is right there, it's not that we saw each other every day, but a lot. And now it's like, you just, anyway, it's, now you have to plan. We have to plan to see each other. Which I am, you know, we're, we're yes, planning. So, we know. I'm very yes. impressed with your I'll makeup be. skills. Thank you. Those lashes. I did good? Oh my God. Like the best I've ever seen you. I thought Karina did. Karina's our makeup artist. I thought Karina did your makeup. She does. but I she, thought she did it today. Oh, how what a compliment. Well, I hope yeah. when she sees us, she's not horrified because she doesn't love the way I do my makeup. So, or you. She, she doesn't want to lose our business. When she, does, when she does your makeup and then you ruin it, when she leaves, she's not too happy that you're running around saying that she did your right. makeup. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. It's our face, huh? <laughs> um, okay. So have you ever heard sex lies and spray tans before? I have. And? It's great, but it, you sometimes you scare me. That's all. <laughs> you know, with, I always always want the best for you. I always want the best no, for you. No, I know, and, but yes. why am I scaring you? Listen, you're family to me. And so, and people say this to me, right, about what yeah. the work no, that I yes. do. And yes. you do have to tell your truth and your experiences are your experiences, right? And they're very real. And it's just that, um, you know, I always want things to be good for yeah, you. I know. And your relationships. And um, although uh, some of those relationships are, are, are hard to deal with because there's trauma involved and how long you've been involved with the show and not not even just to mention the show. I think anybody who knows you and knows your story, you know, the dance world could be an amazing place, but it can also be a very toxic and abusive place for young women and young boys who often get into dance and the dance world, competitive dance world, you know, at the age of five. And so I think people not understanding that history um, could maybe misunderstand, um, you know, the stories that are being told, you know, and, yeah. and by the way, you're, I'm not even talking about you. I'm saying other people coming on and sharing their truths mm-hmm. are their truths, you know, and um and unless you've been there, right, which I wasn't a competitive dancer as a young girl being sent off, you know, not with my family at the age of 12, 13, 14, and I would never consider it for my own daughter. It's just absolutely nothing like not on this planet over my dead body would that ever happen. And so, um, you know, uh, things could happen and things had have happened. And when people even do the show, it's traumatic, you know, and I don't think people understand that. Right. Especially coming from a non-dance world, because people see the show as, you know, just a dance show. But it's like if you've never danced in your life, you've never done a live show, uh, you know, these things could be very traumatic. You're very intimate with somebody you don't know. And you're being vulnerable with somebody you don't know because all your fears, every all your insecurities have to come out in day one. And so you're open. And now remember, when I was when I did the show, they had asked me, you know, every year, five years prior to me saying yes. And when I finally said yes, and by the way, my agent didn't want me to do the show. He's like, you shouldn't do the show. It's a bad look. My agent at the time, I should say. You should you shouldn't do the show. It's a bad look. It's for celebrities who are trying to resurrect their careers. And it's very obvious that they're doing it. And, you know, I might have had that idea as well, which is why I said no, uh, because I wasn't I didn't watch the show. Um, But I knew of it, of course. Right. It was a big hit on ABC. Um, But I, I I was just leaving Scientology after, you know, being in Scientology for 35 years. And Dina Katz had asked me, do you want to do the show this year again? And my first reaction was no, because I was thinking I was going to hide. And then I said, well, wait a minute. You know, why would I hide? Like, the, like I just lost all my community, all my friends in Scientology overnight. Why, why don't I do something new? Try something new. Do something that's scary. And so ultimately I said yes, despite what my agent said. And I found in you in Tony Dovolani in the show, a community. And remember, I had just lost my whole community, right? And so it really was a very, an important moment in my life because it was the first thing I had done since Scientology. And, you know, you were my first, you and Tony were my first 
friends. And I, you know, I told you, you knew a little bit because of the news, right? But then you, uh, you and I became close like that. And you were my, one of my protectors. And, um, you know, I, it was very important to me. The show was very important to me. Um, and again, I don't have your experience. I wasn't on the show for, you know, two over two decades. I didn't have a history of trauma, you know, like you in the dance world. I had I had my own trauma from Scientology, right? Um, but for me, it was very important. The show, do you know what I mean? Because of no, what, I hear you. What it what it helped me to do, and look at the friends that I have because of it today. Like, yeah, no, for very sure. Very like you, I consider you family. We, you know, our families vacation together, and you know, um, Tony when he's here, like. He was just here last night for the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, I consider him and Lena, his wife, family, you know, Tony stayed here for, I don't know, six months when he was here doing the show, you know? So, you know, so anyway, I wanted to start with that because, because that's where I'm coming from. Like, right. But I'm not mad at you in any way or shape or form for what your experiences are. Because they're very, very real. Yeah. I just get sick. And if anyone knows it's real, it's you. No crap. And, but at the same time, but I'm, I mean, but also I'm not saying I'm, I'm no, literally no, not no, talking about you're, my experiences as much. You're, no, you're not talking about your experience. Other people are. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I don't know how that's affecting them, if that's affecting them at all. Um, I just hope it isn't because people need to understand that it's, it's not about, um, you know, the work that I do, the work that you do, because I know a lot of what you're doing and want to do and continue to do is in the, in the field of mental health and healing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people don't understand that the truth for you, the truth for me, the truth for victims, the truth for survivors hurts. And it's not personal. It's not personal. It's your own pain, your own journey, that person's journey, how they perceived it. Whether they're right or wrong, it's how they are experiencing it, right? It's triggering something for them or triggered something for them. And it has nothing to do with you. It's not a a slap in the face to anybody or to your history, to the show. It has to do with your experience and how you are experiencing it. Amen. I mean, honestly. I just want to make that point. No, and that was a really great point. It was almost as if I sent you my questions because you basically covered half the interview already. Thank you. Sorry. Um, No, no, it's good. It's all good. (laughs) I love you so much. But I hear you. I I interview people and when they give me one word answers, you know, because I get yelled at a lot on Twitter, like my fans, I love them so much because they're so, they're literally the best people ever. But they're like, hey, let people talk. What they don't understand is sometimes, you know, you get one word answers when you're interviewing people. So you fill in, you know, to be gracious to them. No, totally. I don't have to worry about that with you, though. Okay, good. I literally don't. I could. I don't even have to be here. I mean, you know everything. No, um, <laughs> no thank you for clarifying that. And okay. I understand your worry and concern, but I also understand that you have my back. But even if you weren't my friend, let's say, yeah. I think you would still be like, "This is just her experience. This has been my life." Yeah, similar to how Scientology, in a way, has been yours for. Right decades and and yeah. it goes but beyond dancing with the stars but i always and i have to like and i don't have any shame when i say first of all i am so grateful to the show for connections that i've made on the show but also for being able to give us a platform to do what we love to do regardless right. point blank and yeah. it is what it is i think people sometimes don't want to hear the good and they gravitate obviously or the headlines gravitate obviously towards something controversial and that's sure. just the business that we're in and it sure. must seem that i am trashing the show but mm-hmm. i am not if they actually listen to it right if it's really it's just about of course. it's not even me and my experiences, it's literally, it's my guests' experiences. And, not and to I'm mention, asking a question. Not to mention you're a professional. You've also, you're a teacher. And that's that you're allowed to have an opinion. Now, if that opinion uh, is ruffling feathers over there or uh, anybody's feathers over there, you know, the, you're allowed to, you're allowed and entitled to your professional opinion. I think it's shocking, maybe, that I have an opinion because I well, haven't. They, have they met you? I mean, if it's shocking, I don't know who, they, who, who they've known for the last 20,000 seasons. I don't know. Okay. I okay. mean, I don't know. Look, I, I wish I knew. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe you know more than I do since you've seen Tony. And as everyone knows, too, I'm not a part of this Len Goodman, you know, um, tribute. But, you know, I think it's, it's unfortunate, you know, because it's I don't I it's it's not uh, like I said, you can't take these things personal. It's not an affront to the show. Right. You've always been very gracious and, and appreciative of being there and for uh, having the opportunity. And you're one of the, you know, baddest dancers on that show, you know, and um, I, I just feel like these things, they, they go too far when it's when it's when you're not there. I, I think you should have been there. Um, but uh, but I also think, you know, it, um, whatever this lesson is, this experience is like, I think it'll eventually uh, get to another to a better place. Absolutely. Yeah. Because again, I think also with maybe the timing as well with the shows going on, you know, who knows at the end of the day, I know I can sleep at night knowing that I am, I have more than once, more than a hundred times expressed my gratitude. It's okay to talk about something that was very much part of your life and yes. something you, you should be talking about. I don't think you shouldn't be. You, this is what you've done most of your life. Why yeah. would you talk about uh, a, a show that you've been part of, that you're an integral part of, and people want to hear about it. And I think people want to hear about other people's experiences and people clearly are listening and being entertained. And I, I say more power to you, honey. Thank you. And it also gives people like you guys a platform as well. The amount of people that need closure, even the first ever celebrity who got voted off, Trista Sutter, you know, it is actually, it. I could tell they have a lot to say. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It It is a very, it, it, like I said, it was such an important time in my life. And I wrote about it in my book. Um, but it was, uh, and also, you know, but we never got to like chat about it, like in, in a fun way. Right. Um, and I never got to, you know, really talk about, uh, my experiences with you. I think, you know, yeah. I just interviews here and there. Yeah. But, uh, yes. I think people want to hear the behind the scenes. We're going to talk about all of your experiences. Cause you, like you said, you wrote a book about it or a part of your book was about it, but you never got a chance to really let it all out. So let's mm -hmm. first start with, did you choose Tony as your partner? Yes. Why? Because he was married and, you know, I didn't know the, the shenanigans that going on, you know, that goes on <laughs> on a dance show. So, you know, when I told Angelo, my husband, that I would, you know, I was going to do doing dance with the stars. He's like, who are you dancing with? I'm like, like, you know, the show, like you want me to show you pictures or, <laughs> you know. So I said, uh, I said, no, I'll, I'll pick a, a married guy. So I looked at the cast, you know, I went online, I looked at the cast and then I Googled everybody and I wanted to see like who was married you know, with kids, they would understand, you know, so we kind of have a similar life. And so that's why I picked Tony. But was there anyone else married at the time? I don't think so. I don't know. I just remember yeah. seeing Tony and that he was from the East Coast. And I was like, oh, OK, because he totally. might deal with me. Yeah. Um, was it between like him and Max, maybe? No, Max wasn't on the show. Oh, that was he wasn't oh, right. He was not yeah, on yeah. the show. Correct. Yeah. Right. So he wasn't part of the pool to Got pick it. from, you know. But I did ask Dina originally, like I said, like, who's on the show? Like Max, because I thought, you know, Max had danced with somebody else and I didn't know if Max would, you know, so she's like, no, Max is not on the show. I was like, oh, OK. First of all, you have to tell her a story about how we fell in love, please. OK. Me and you were in the makeup trailer. We're in the makeup trailer and another dancer. Well, you know, and, you know, I was very nervous, as you know, like it was like all new to me, like being in a trailer with, you know, people I didn't know. And I didn't know, like, do you know, do they want to be talked to the other celebrities? Like, you know, I was, I was just kind of feeling very much alone. It wasn't my makeup artist. It was Patty. It was the shows, you know, so I didn't know, like, do I do I say, like, I want my makeup like this or do I shut my mouth? I don't know. Like, do I, you know, usually in a trailer, makeup trailer, you're, you know, with your cast, you're talking. What do you do? What do you do last night? But everybody was just kind of silent, which is very odd for a makeup trailer. Usually there's music. People are carrying on. And it was like very quiet. And you were sitting in your chair with your makeup artist um, and uh, Zena, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. By the way, they're both Shout amazing. Shout out to yeah. all the glam people. Love. Amazing. Amazing glam team. So, uh, you, you know, you're on your phone. I'm on my phone. And then another dancer had walked in, another pro. And this pro is very loud and talking like uh, about very personal things that I was very shocked. Like I was like, oh, I guess maybe, you know, but I realized the person wasn't talking to any one person because I thought, well, maybe this person, <laughs> it was like, you know, overall, a lot of people. 
And um, and it was it was there was a lot going on, a lot, a lot of personal information, like I said. So you had given me your number like the day before. And I just texted you and I said, is this normal for this person? <laughs> and you said, very. We're just all very used to it. That's why we have headphones on. And <laughs> and we cursed back and forth. And the rest and is history. And we were like besties from that point on. Oh, my um, God. That's yeah. such, it was so much better when you told the story at my wedding. But sorry, guys, there, you know, there's boundaries here. We're going to have to. Uh, there's yeah. boundaries here. We're going to have again, to leave because, it. You know, I don't want to like, uh, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. You yeah. don't want to ruffle any feathers. And by the way, you know, I have a three billion dollar cult after me. So anything I say oh, that's right, about, uh, I untoward, about that. they will use to try to destroy my career and life. But of other course. than that, other than that <laughs> Merry Christmas. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You never saw Dancing with the Stars. So you had no, you, did you not have anything to compare it to? Do you think that, like, did you know how intimate it was or? No, no, You not had at no all. idea at well, all. Well, listen, I, I wasn't unaware of the show. I don't want to act like, you no, know. No, I know, but you don't know what ballroom dancing was, obviously. No, I didn't know what ballroom dancing was. I thought like, oh, my husband, you know, dances salsa. He's taught me how to dance salsa. Like I did tap, I tap dance when I was like five for maybe three weeks. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll do a little tap. 
you know, I could I tell really you did tap because I watched your videos. No, like I really didn't know that it was literally ballroom dancing. And the hard job of this for somebody who has never danced, especially on a live show, like if it was filmed, like I would have loved to have been on a, <laughs> during COVID. Like I would have. Oh, that was horrible. No, you wouldn't have. Cheryl, to not have to be live. Every week we went no. live, Cheryl. I would hope that there was a mini earthquake and I'd say, God, don't kill anybody. I, want to <laughs> I, I just I just don't want an audience there. Like, if oh, we that's just, what it is. That's, I just wanted okay. to see if we could just tape the show. Got it. Been great. If it was taped, pre-taped. Yeah, I would have been in heaven. But live dancing like I'm not a dance. Right. So you hear that I'm not a dancer and that annoyed the crap out of me, too. And I said it maybe a million times during my time. But you're there. not a dancer. No, but what I should have said, what I should have said is I'm not used to doing live shows in something I have never learned because that's really the truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, they, no, I hear you. Because after a while, you all said, you told me you're annoying now. Stop saying in your interviews that you're not a dancer. <laughs> Every celebrity says that, but you don't realize it until later. You think that's going to get you points with the audience. You think that people understand what you're saying, but the truth of the matter is, when you said this to me and Tony had said this to me every single day, who thinks you're a dancer? Nobody thinks you're a dancer. Sometimes so you have to remind people. You have to remind people. No, it's annoying, Cheryl, because not only did I do it a thousand times a day on camera, I, you know, I'm not a dancer. You know, I'm not a dancer. I'm not a dancer. You know, everybody, I'm not a dancer. Like, no <laughs> shit, you're not a dancer. Okay, no shit. But the problem was that what 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 I should have said is what I already said, which is, I'm not used to doing something live that I have never done. Right, because, right, right, right. Uh, assuming we're not dancers, Cheryl, right? Like people knew I wasn't a dancer because I said it in my, you know. Listen, open- we can tell. <laughs> exactly. So that's why like Tony would say, what makes you think, why are you comparing it? Because I would watch you and Karina. And, Stop. I'm like, and he would go, he, that's what he said to me. He goes, are you insane? Why would you th- compare yourself to Cheryl and Karina, they are oh, like they've won competi- professional competition ballroom dancing. Leah, they've been dancing since they're five. And I said, I think the problem is like we were just talking about this last night. I I, I said, Tony, because we're still I'm still going over. You still have trauma. Because of what I put him through. Wait, you know perfect yeah. example. Sorry. Yeah. Perfect example as to why this podcast is needed. Go ahead. Exactly. And that I'm still talking to Tony about it 10 years later. And I said to him, I think what I didn't realize, Tony, was because I was I had accomplished, you know, this kind of professionalism in my career. Mm -hmm. We expect to be those professionals when we show up to a professional job. Right. Like we've been hired to do this kind of professional job. Right, right, right. I hear you. And you're telling me, like, and he's like teaching me, like, can you pick your head up? What are you looking down at the floor? Like, let's start with that, Leah. Like, you need to look at me, honey. You know what I mean? You need to like be proud, like, of what you're doing. And I was like, right. And Aww. he's like, you know what I mean? Because I was like so scared to be seen as not good at something that I was being paid to be there for. And I felt like I was not being a professional and I had these really, really un, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations of myself. And then my defense mechanisms would, would come into play when my teacher, Tony would say, okay, honey, so I'm going to teach you a cha-cha and, you know, it's, uh, 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 and I'm like, wait, what is it? And he's like, uh, 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 uh. and I'm like, oh, I lost it. Oh yeah, I lost it. And he's like, calm down. You and got like, heady no. a little but bit. You told, me, you told me, you just told me, you just showed me and I, uh, and I'm spinning out of control. And as you know, it's not just teaching your celebrity, you know, to dance, right? It's teaching your celebrity a dance and also ballroom technique, which is frame, which is feet, which is rhythm, you know, a timing. Each dance has a certain timing. Each dance has a certain look. Each dance has a certain this. And, you know, you guys have to teach us that in five days. On top of that, we're asked to do interviews. We're asked to meet with wardrobe. We're asked to go to different studios. 
You have different times that you're dancing. And on top of that, your body is falling apart. I have never been to a doctor so much in a week. I was going to get shots constantly. I cracked the rib ones. I mean, like it was whatever I did to the rib. I don't know if I actually cracked it. What, what, what <laughs> Sounds I don't better know. though. You know, it's like, it, 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 I mean, shoulder went out. I got like, it was neck yeah. went out. Your body's in shock. In shock. And I loved every minute of the dancing yeah. with Tony, with being with you, with being with the crew, the best crew. Like, you know this, Cheryl. I I made Dancing with the Stars my home. Our dan- I, It was Halloween. Like literally. It was Halloween. I got us a bar outside. I got um, I, I got hay delivered to the outdoor hey. area. I got pumpkins with everybody's name on it. Uh, we were buying food, bought, brought candles, brought fans, like made dinner reservations for everybody. We all hung out. Like, I feel like I was trying to create a community that I had. You did that I lost. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then you and I were going out after, and you know, me, you and the dancers were going to dinner after. And it was like, I had found like new friends and I'm dancing and I'm learning something new and I'm being embraced by all of you. And it, you know what I mean? Like it was so many yeah. things. And I, and, and at the same time, really, really scary and 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 heartbreaking because i you we want to do so well for you guys because again i don't think people realize what you guys as the pros have to do each week it's not isn't this cute show up in your freaking leggings and cute outfit it is hard work not only do you have to choreograph the dance you have and then to- ha- we have our own insecurities when we choreograph as well Yes. And you, you are, you're given a song that you really don't have any choice over sometimes, but you know, in my season I did, thank God I gave them Melissa songs that they used and I was lucky. Um, but you as the pro, not only do you have to be in charge of your celebrity, you're so you have to basically hold your celebrity's hand through every, uh, meeting through every master interview they have to do. And they have to do several interviews throughout the week on top of, dancing four hours a day, learning choreography. You guys are reviewing the choreography, changing the choreography. We talk to the producers to we try and to get the, the creative. And if we hate the creative, you know, we have to battle with that. Yeah, you battle with that. You have to go back and forth. Then you deal have to with the band and the wardrobe and the wardrobe department. You're, you're, you're basically, you know, your mouthpiece for your celebrity. If your celebrity's not happy with their wardrobe, um, you know, you're you're fighting that battle for them. And again, wardrobe is always very happy to accommodate any celeb yeah, because I know I had so many body issues and they were trying to put mm-hmm. me in skirts. I was like, I hate my legs, I hate my legs, I saw you like you know. Um, and Danielle was amazing, beautiful, you know. Um, and she was such an amazing artist. You know, she used to sit there and like sketch. Tony would say, yeah. you know, I want Leah to have fringe. And she would no, just- they're the best wardrobe in the business. I'm so happy that this season they're actually using them to their, what they do, their strengths, you know. And that's what I used ballroom. to say. Yeah. And that's what I used to say. I used to say, this should be part of the show. This is so much more interesting to me behind the scenes, what goes on with the crew. They should the do a day show. in a life of a pro dancer. I agree. And the celebrity, you know, get, being back. I remember one time I... Derek was across from me in the trailers and he was listening to a motivational um Tony Robbins. I don't I don't remember, but he was like just kind of really focused and I was like, that's what I should be doing. I mean, that's what I should be doing instead of like with my boob out. Um and uh, you know, I was I was trying to film him and I was I was gonna ask him if I could post it, but um it was it was too far away. But you know, I I was telling Dita again, I said, Dita, you th- what goes on behind here is so interesting between, you know, people like freaking out, getting pep talks by their their pros. I mean, how many times did I cry in Tony's arms? Like, I don't want to go out there. No, I'm going to forget mm-hmm. everything. And I would forget everything. And like, I would blank, go blank mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when we would start and then come out of it and go, did I do it? Did I, you know? Yeah. So you yeah. blacked out. So I think that was, um, we Completely. did talk about that. We talked about that, how like, 
I think we were talking about randomly about how when we get mad, like what is your instant reaction and what and it's the same for when I perform, which is I black out like I don't really remember what's going on. But for performers, as you I don't know if you ever felt that when you act at all. But like it is that fourth state of consciousness, you are hitting this um, interesting, I guess, like it's like having an outer body experience. And yet, like the motions are still happening. And you had no idea what you remembered when you go to the judge's table. And I didn't like that because I remember like, now imagine like, because people, let me just clear this up because a lot of people say you're an actress. Like, how is it that this bothers you so much? When you're acting, you're talking to like, so the audience is there, let's say, right? The audience is out there and the cameras are this way, right? Uh That's the fourth wall, right? So I would would just be talking to you pretending that they're not there. That's... Mm -hmm. That's when you're acting, you're not acknowledging the audience and you're not acknowledging cameras, right? A live show is, you know, you're you're engaging, you're acknowledging, you're breaking this fourth imaginary wall that's there. So you're not allowed to break fourth wall when you're yeah. doing a sitcom or acting or in a movie. Do you know what I mean? Unless, mm-hmm. you know, the movie says... You- no, I hear you. I hate when dancers dance to the cameras. It's not my favorite at all. I no. feel like it should be like the acting in a way. Right. However, so... But the fact that there's a camera right here swirling around your face, which is not normal for sitcom acting or movie acting, right? It's they're further away and they zoom. Yeah, they zoom in. So they have their own spot, but they're not. So having a camera like it was very kind of like and then you're looking out and you're seeing your mother you're seeing your daughter, you're seeing your husband and they're like, you know, or may or whatever. And you're like, what, what? Yeah, and they it, it would throw me off because I'm just not used to looking out into an audience. And again, it's live, which is like if you screw up, and that's not what I'm used to. You know, I'm used to taping shows in front of yeah. live audience, but you're not allowed to really look at them, make eye contact, unless right. you're not, you know, unless we're we're not filming. So it is very different uh, live show. But what bothered me, like when I we would do King of Queens. Sometimes if Kevin and I didn't know our lines, let's say, we would get this kind of glaze, like we would, you know, and Kevin, we would start laughing immediately because we would see it in each other, like get here. We like, so we started to do, before we started filming, I go, do you see me? And he go, not yet. And I go, okay, do, you know, he go, do you see me? I go, not yet. So even though we were standing there, we like really couldn't, we weren't present. Right, right, I wished that I was present in my dance right. because it right. would have made me feel grounded and I would have, you know, maybe felt better about what I did or didn't do. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. That's actually really interesting because it is in a way it's like, yes, I also wish I could say the same thing that I was present as well yeah. because it, you know, it is, it's very much like what's next, what's next. Yes. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield 
a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now that you've judged and you've guest judged Dancing with the Stars, you also were a judge on So You Think You Can Dance. Mm -hmm. I guess from like, I'm genuinely asking too, it's what is your, has your perspective changed at all? And if you did Dancing with the Stars, let's say again for all stars, would you do anything different now that you were at the judges table? Yeah, because, you know, I was just talking to Tony about this. I said, you know, with what you know now, the knowledge that you have now about the show, about yourself about celebrities, you know, hearing from me for the last 10 years of what, you know, I could have done better, you could have done better, right? What would you have done differently? Which is a question I'm going to ask you later. Mm. Um, But the answer for me, Cheryl, is I wish that I had had more fun. I wish that I wasn't, I was in a proving moment. Like Mm -hmm. I'm proving that I'm not hiding from Scientology and I'm proving that I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm winning in life, but, and all of that negativity that I was bringing, right. When I should have just said, Leah, you left something that a cult, you should celebrate that. Don't think about winning and proving to anybody that you're doing so much better in life. I wasn't, I was in pain, but you had already won from leaving the cult. Exactly. And had I gone in with just Leah, you're not going to win a mirror ball. And even if you do, good for you. But don't go for the experience and what is supposed to be will be. It's in a higher power control anyway. Like just go into it with no expectations, no proving anything to anyone. Just have fun and experience yeah. what is. Experience what is. And I would have had, I feel like a lighter heart going into it, even though my heart was broken from what I had just experienced, you know, and leaving something I've known my whole life. Uh, I should have, I should have really appreciated um, this freedom. You know what I mean? And with all of this being said, of course, yeah. but I think it's harder to actually do that than, um, than what we may think it is. Like, in a way, Leah, like, are you living your life like that now? Like, I, as much as I would love to stay present, yeah. I find it very challenging still to not worry or have anxiety about the future. And um, that is the ultimate, though, is to have peace as to the now and to where I'm at. You it know, takes, I think it's really hard. It takes practice, right? That's what it is. You know, it's like when, when people give me quotes and send me quotes or send me books, I go, this is all great. You know, my therapist says, what are you doing, Leah? Mm-hmm. We have to act actively. Every day, do Mm -hmm. things. And, you know, it's little things like, you know, if you use your right hand to pick up your coffee cup, use your left hand. This trains you to start to make changes, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, if if this room bothers you, move the vase that you see every day in that one spot to another spot. Just change something. Mm -hmm. If you're a hoarder, you know, get something that you can part with. 
that you you want to retrain. You have to you retrain like your brain. Yeah. For example, yeah. I was just in Vegas, right? My instinct, Cheryl, is to say, who's going to be there? I don't want because, you know, I got people following me from Scientology harassing me. So I got to make sure that blah, blah, you know, and is there a private because I don't want, you know, Scientology taking pictures of me and, you know, but Mm -hmm. to say yes. Like, of course, even for lunch, if somebody says you want to go to lunch, I'm like, oh, should I go? I mean, really, I have things. Of course. Right. And I started saying yes. Okay, everything went wrong with this trip. Okay, to go see Kevin James, Vegas, everything. <laughs> I know. I saw. I saw you. I saw you on Instagram. Karina, who I was driving with, she had to get oh, tires no. on her truck. She and she had no appointment to do so. She got sick. Her husband got sick. Who was driving? I broke out in hives. I don't know what I'm allergic to. All of a sudden, I'm just breaking out in hives. Okay, like everything. My, her family, she had eight people coming. They all canceled last minute. They didn't because re- this one got sick. This one got COVID. Then she realized, oh, my God, it's my granddaughter's birthday, which I'm supposed to go to. And if we're going to go, we got to leave at like five in the morning on Saturday. morning. So everything was going wrong. Right. The reason why yeah. we shouldn't go. And I said, Karina, we're going. We're going. And I got to see Kevin and spend time with my friend, Kevin James that I love so very much. And I love being around. He makes me happy. Right. I know. And I was talking about that with my therapist. She's like, I need a list of people who make you happy because we're going to do this this year. We're finding joy. We're saying yes to lunch. We're saying yes to get out of our comfort zone. We're saying yes to throwing away, you know, decorations you don't use, you know, like we're going to say yes, we're going to start saying yes to things. Right. So every day we're going to do a yes. We're gonna say mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, Karina, we're saying yes to this. We're going, we're going, I need joy. I want to be with my family. My mother went, my sister, Nicole, went, my brother-in-law, who makes me laugh. Thanks for the invite. You're not going to Vegas. You would have gone. twice. You would have yeah. gone? Uh, if I got invited. Don't say that, because a lot of times you say shit like that, and it's not true. You would have gone? If I got invited. I'm sorry. I should have invited you. Thank you. Thanks for taking Because you're a no person, too. So that's why I didn't think. Oh, totally. Okay. Yes. But you're right. But I, I, I feel like I'm ready okay. for Vegas. Great. I've been there twice Great. now. Great. And you know what we did, Cheryl? So my mom went, my my stepfather, George, went, right? We all went, right? Okay. My niece, Brianna, like came in, like and her boyfriend. So it was just a family thing. It was a family. That's great. We all just sat like in Kevin's room, talked about our kids, talked about our lives, went to eat dinner together. You know, like I threw a hundred dollars in a machine. My brother-in-law hit the wrong button. He lost it in one bed. I was like, huh, okay. Um, great. Uh, and then, you know, we just hung out with each other, right? And then we went to go see Kevin's show. And then we drove home. And it was like, I was so proud of yeah. myself for doing it. But that's my long wind. I'm proud of you, by the way, Thank too, you. for being present. <laughs> so you. that was what I was going to ask. Like, what have you done recently? That. You know, and yes. obviously that's a big deal. It it's like you stepped out of your comfort zone. Yes. So with Dancing with the Stars. So that's what I would have done differently, right? I would, and I, I, I see it now, like as a judge, right? As a judge, because I did Dancing with the Stars, but I also judged on So You Think You Can Dance. And So You Think You Could Dance is not, you know, ballroom. Um, but for me, it was always about the emoting, right? It's about the character, right? Because I'm an actress, right? I'm like, all of these kids can dance. Amazing. On th- so You Think You Could Dance, right? They're professionals, yes. No, but my point was, what else are you bringing me? I want, right. I want to see what challenge the script yeah. to me. The song is the script, right? And I want to see that acted out in your dance, right? And I would have given myself that note uh, to to do a character in my dances. Like I, that's a note that I would give all of you as pros. Like give your student or your uh, partner celebrity a cat yeah celebrity a character to play because it's very hard for non-dancers to be making all those faces you people make you know with the you know like all that stuff like <laughs> you guys can turn it on like this no problem because you no matter who you're dancing with if you're dancing with a refrigerator yeah. you could be sexy right but we're not Probably. trained that way it's very it makes us uncomfortable to make those kinds of faces and be that dramatic but as an actress i could do it if you say look this is your character and this is the story of the song then it's almost like I have an excuse to act like that. Yeah, you know I mean, no, I hear so, you. Yes, I seeing it a little differently now. As a judge, I understand, um, you know, what I'm looking for. As I want to feel something watching you, and I, I want to, especially with Dance with the Stars, because if you have a male celebrity that can't dance, 
the tricks that you pros use as a female, you know, dancer on the show, you know, you guys can dance around your celebrity and make him look good, you know, because you're like, you put your leg up in his face. I can't put my leg up. I know. I, I never did that, but okay. No, but you still have to dance around them because if they can't move their feet, you know what I mean? It's hard to like tell somebody who's 93, like move your ass. You know what I mean? True. true. So, you know, it's a little bit easier in that way sometimes. But when I, so I was taking that into consideration when I was watching and judging, like, I'm not going to fall for the tricks of the trade here where if you have a male celebrity, but I was also watching for things that I felt were important. Improvement. How would you do that if you didn't see or judge prior to that, like as a guest judge? No, because I would I would have watched the shows. I would have. So you're comparing the celeb to himself or herself. Correct. That's what you're saying. Correct. Got it. You Got know, it. If you're doing a jive one week and then a rumba the next week, like one really has nothing to do with the other. Right. You can't no. take what you've learned in the jive into a rumba. So yes. I wasn't judging on that. I was judging on. Right. Are you doing what I know to be somewhat of a cha cha? And are and I would ask people, I would say, you know, I would ask you, I would ask some, you know, is this a proper cha-cha? Because I'm not going to pretend to know, you know what I mean? Like technical things, but I also have to feel something. And I have to yeah. say, what is this? I was taking into consideration what this person's dance experience is. If they had none, they probably did amazing. And I want to give them points for being amazing, for doing a freaking right. cha-cha for the first time in their lives on a live show. Are the judges scripted on Dancing with the Stars or do they tell you what to, I just want to, I know the answer to this, but I want my audience just to know as well, Look, coming from a judge. Here's what I can tell you from this show and from other dance shows. You have to watch the rehearsal. It's, it's a live show. The dress rehearsal? The dress rehearsal, because you have no way of knowing. And as a judge, I don't think people realize this either. The pressure, you are being told you have 10 seconds to say whatever you want to say. Now, what they do in dress rehearsal is, for example, when I was on the show, sometimes I do amazing in dress rehearsal, but most of the times I screwed it up because I didn't realize I was anybody was really watching for, you know, for critique. Right. Because I was like, so do not, they judge you off your dress or your life hip out like doing a dress rehearsal? You <laughs> know what I mean? So I would, you know, you save it for the show, for the live show, the energy. Right. So you kind of phone it in. Right. But then, um, for example, on, um, on So You Think, they would tell they would tell the dancers, always f dance full out because the judges are going to watch the dress rehearsal. But they saw us. We were sitting out there. So they saw us, unlike on Dancing with the Stars, where they don't have the actual judges during dance rehearsal, but they're watching the rehearsal or they're being... So while you're getting ready, you're watching rehearsal. Correct. I, and have I have that. a question. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. I know. I just want my audience to know and listeners. But at the end of the day, what if your dress rehearsal, like you said, is stronger than your live performance? Are you being judged off your dress rehearsal? Because they can't see anything with the cameras all in their That's face. That's the when thing. I, I didn't. You know, I was very aware of that because of my own experience. Like I said, right. so I but I would have to write my overall thoughts because the overall dance is not going to change. Right. And you have 10 seconds and you have 10 seconds. And sometimes if you have other judges, you know, they're taking your time and the producers are very clear. They say, don't go over time, your time, because you're taking from somebody else who already has something to say. Right. So, yeah. you know, and if that's not adhered to and something, let's say happens right on the live show that you didn't see, um, you know, you have to kind of write down and be kind of coherent in the 10 yes, seconds to react. Yes. Yeah. And it's very, it's not easy to judge. I didn't realize how, you know, difficult it was, but, you know, a lot of times I was like, just kind of gasping for, for, to say the, you know, what I wanted to say to get my thoughts of out. Course. But of course. for me, it was always about performance. I technical things. You could be technically correct and give me nothing. You know, like make me feel nothing like you right. singers, right, perform and they're smiling through a sad song. You're like, why? It's weird. Like, you're not taking I want now I'm like out like, you know, you're not taking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You want to feel something like when I watch a movie, I want to feel something. Right. When I see two people dance. Because I want to dancing feel is, something. Is art. Music is art. Right? Yes. These are all it's full of art. emotion. Yes. I want to see the you know, what the song is. In your dance, in your face, in your movement. And, you know, you and by the way, I don't. 
the other thing, Cheryl, I don't think people really get is how obsessed I've become with dance since doing with Dancing with the Stars that I have built my own studio that I have pro you know, like I have dance teachers. I try literally dance. she's a dance mom. Like I love dancing. Like I, but I don't love performing it. Cause you, as you know, when people come into my dance studio, I'm like, what can I do for you? They're like, Oh, I just want, you know, like you guys oh. hold on. Yeah. I have to say yeah. you're so good now. Like you're like, you were good before, but you're like, if you did dancing with the stars again, you would freaking kill it. Leah. 'Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season 1, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent 9 years in Gail's grave and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's move on to fan questions. At Sarah Welsh 929. Mm-hmm. Leah, who's your favorite male pro on Dancing with the Stars? And you can't say all of them. Who's okay? my favorite male pro currently? Currently, yes. Okay. So we have, um, who do we have? Val and um, Pasha? We have Val, Sasha, Artem, Gleb. Sasha or Pasha? Pasha. Oh, I, I would say Pasha and Val. Okay. All right. All right. Um, at M Patterson 19, as a guest judge, did production influence your scoring at all? I do argue my points, right? Like I do say why I'm going to score this person higher because they've never danced. 
because the judges' scores are never like so out of, you know, it's always like within one or two points. You, you don't want to give a 10 when you really technically, Leah, she didn't really do it great. You know, I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. So they were saying like as a technical part, like she wasn't really doing a 10 rumba, but I was I would give her to just for being there. Do you know what I mean? You give everybody a 10. Especially when, you know, somebody like Len, who, you know, is so accomplished in his field, you know, it's like if Len is saying like, that's not a 10, Leah, like, you know, rumba, you got to listen, right? Absolutely. Which because that, yeah, when you get a 10 from Len, that's a big deal. Correct. So if he says to me, not so much on the 10, I understand and appreciate what you're saying, but it's not a 10, like from a judge's perspective, uh, that that's why I would be like, okay, I see what you're saying. One more Dancing with the Stars related uh, fan question. At, da- at DWTS report, were you in the running to co-host with Alfonso? If not, would you have liked to? I was never in the running. And, um, you know, for me, I think who they have is perfect. I think Julianne is amazing. Um, and no, I, I don't think that I would want to um, be, be a judge on there. Because, you know, for me, I have to say things. And, you know, that's not the job, right? Because I would be like yelling at people and the judges... I thought you were great at it. I mean, listen, I, I love being there in any capacity, but I want I mm-hmm. I would want to be an advocate for the celebrities and the pros. Mm-hmm. And that would mean going up against the judges sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. that role I would love. To be a judge. To be judging the judges. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, we're going to transition to questions from fans that aren't DWTS related because, okay. like you said, you have other parts to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your first impressions of Kevin James when you met him at Diesel Beast two eight four? Loved, immediately loved. At Misty Rose six four seven, two random things we don't know about you, Leah. Two random things? Hmm. I don't know what was random. Uh, okay. Well, one, uh, Leah actually is a great cook. Thank you. Two, she's a great interior designer. Thank Just you. ask me. Thank yeah, you. you're welcome. Three words to accurately describe Tom Cruise. Mm. You could pass if you'd like. Big pass. Big pass. And um, at Shanman Shan- 1972235, are you still being harassed by Scientologists? Every day. Okay. We're going to move on. Okay. Let's to go. rapid fire. Go. What about our friendship is important to you? Our friendship. Um, vulnerability. Honesty. Mm. What do you value most in our friendship? Honesty. In what ways do you feel supported in our friendship? I just have all of a sudden my voice is so quiet. Compassion. I'm like, oh, you're compassion and understanding. Heart. Your compassion and your understanding. Thank you. Mm-hmm. In what ways do you feel trust within our friendship? Uh, you have never violated my trust and you have always been there for me anytime I have asked or needed you. What is your favorite trait in me? Um, your inability to see how horrible you are at crafting. <laughs> First of all, no, that's, that's so hurtful. That's really not good. By the way, everybody, Cheryl claims she's now a cook. And I am so, a baker, not a cook. Oh, sorry, baker. And I have sent her. So I, you know, I'm going to sleep over. I'm going to have a road trip happening and I'm going to come sleep over. So she said, okay, I'm going to bake for you. I go, great, because I don't want a wreath. And she <laughs> said, well, I actually made one. Okay. For you. Great. She said, uh, okay, so what do you want? So I sent her my first recipe, everybody. She rejected it. She goes, not into it. So then I sent her a coffee cake and then she accepted that. So I, will, I hate cheesecake. I will, uh, but it wasn't even about you. That's what's so crazy. You're baking That's for true. me. And I sent That's you a cheesecake bite that I wanted you to make me and you were like no rejected but I know you that if you come here and try it you'd be like try it and I'm gonna be like okay and I'm gonna have to try cheesecake it's disgusting who likes cheese in their cake okay it's wow did everybody just hear that I love you okay and by the way fun fact about Cheryl I brought her to a Barnes and Noble one day and she was a long time and she was whispering no but it's right up there with why do you want cheese in your cheesecake so i go she's whispering and i go why are you whispering she's like because we're in a library i go we're in a bookstore that's really funny amazing god damn it (laughs) have you ever kept a secret for me leah remini um nope okay um is there anything i could do to show my appreciation for your friendship that i do not already do yes make me my cheesecake okay fine plus the coffee cake you can make two things so I could have the cheesecake and then you could have the coffee cake. True. Okay. Kiss, Mary, kill. Oh, no, Je- no, no. I don't even understand this. All right. Let me try it. What is it? Just you choose one. Okay. Go. Kiss, marry or kill. Okay. Jennifer, Michelle, Cheryl. Go ahead. No, that's like that's Sophie's choice. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
I would have to kill. I have to kill one of my friends. Not for no one's really killing anybody. No, but it would imply that I would be able to get like that. I wouldn't mind getting rid of one of you. Absolutely. This not. is the okay. Absolutely fine. Not. I mean, they, you know, you would see them in the. This is one of my know. babies. No, you're one of my babies. Tony, Maxim, Val, go. What? Kiss, Mary, kill. No, I love them all. No, but I love Tony more because he's my yeah. No, no. Let's just no. try one. Ready? Yeah. Ready. Go. Jack Osborne, Amber Riley, Bill Ingvall. Okay, because I'm very mad at Bill Ingvall and he knows it. So it's kill Bill Ingvall because I think he got a week longer than me on the Yes, show. he did. He made he made the finals. And you know why he made the finals? Because he took off his cowboy hat and celebrated a, a week that he wasn't great. And then everybody in the audience was like, yeah, I guess he did amazing. You think that's why he and made I the told final? Him that. I told him that. And he might, is that your conspiracy theory? No, he might have been much nicer coming off on the show and people were probably over me. No. He is very charming and I love him. Um, okay, so but I got to kill him. And then wh- what is it, Mary? Jack Amber Riley. So kiss or marry? Kiss, marry, kill. So, ki- so already killed Bill. Yes, okay. so you have Mary and kiss left. Okay, kiss. <sighs> what, Cheryl? You know, for Let me do this who again. thought, you know, freaking bookstore with the library... If you just say it really fast, kiss, marry, kill. Jack Osborne, Amber Riley, Bill Ingvall. Mary, kill Bill. Mary, Mary, Jack, kiss Amber. Great. Kiss, marry, kill. Derek Huff, Mark Ballas, Julianne Huff. No. No. This is You mean. can't do. What if I say no to your interview? Fine. I'd move on. This is Fine. stupid. Let's move on. We're going to just. Uh, no, we're not moving on. Nice try. Kiss, Mary, kill. So you think you can dance Dancing with the Stars, World of Dance. Okay, no, you can do you that. Well, listen, World of Dance is on the air. So it's canceled. Kill so kill that. Okay, <laughs> kiss and marry. Yeah. Go. Mary, so you think you can dance Dancing with the Stars and kiss and kiss. Yes, because I have no, a longer I, I, history totally. with Dancing with the Stars. They're like my family. I'm not rolling my eyes because of the answer. I'm rolling my uh. eyes because this is taking you so long. Because this okay. is difficult for me. I don't like to hurt people's feelings despite what oh you might my think. God. No, I know you don't like to. Anyway, okay. I can't wait till you interview me. Part two. Thank you for doing this. Uh, love you. Love you too. Bye. Make sure you guys follow us at Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on our Instagram handle and make sure you comment. Let me know who you want me to interview. What do you all think? Let me know. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 